Hey everybody and welcome to the Aggressive Combustion Podcast. I am Chris. And I'm Brandon. Tonight we will be talking about something very special to both of us. What's that, Chris? Video game consoles, of course. Ooh, my favorite. We're going to be listing our favorite and our least favorite consoles of all time. This, this sounds like a scary debate. This could uh, this could stir up some controversy. We may not be friends at the end of this. This, this could knows? be like Captain America Civil War. That's that's what this could be. Um, uh, Clearly, yeah. I am Captain. I'm, I'm Team Stark, so I'm okay with it. Let's, all right, let's then. do this. So, okay, so the uh, I guess, like, let's go ahead and just right off the bat say what our favorite consoles are brandon i'll let you go first oh, okay so okay so so I, I thought about this a little bit you know okay uh, uh just a little bit okay i thought about it a lot <laughs> so i was thinking about you know consoles that that are significant to me i was thinking about consoles that i feel are significant in general you know i thought a lot about the, the super nintendo and the genesis which were the consoles that i like those are my first consoles so i you know mm-hmm. they they mean something to me uh, the Nintendo 64 was important to me because that was the first console I ever bought myself. I, I say that I, I sold Pokemon cards that my parents had obviously bought me. He was uh, a dealer. Yeah, you heard exactly. It here first, guys. Pretty much. I sold to kids in the neighborhood and just, you know. Uh, so, Did so... you hide out behind the school and be like, <laughs> hey, kid, you need your Pikachu fix? Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, that's exactly how it went. Uh, no, we just we sat out in the front yard for like a weekend. And just sold Pokemon cards to the neighbor kids and. Wait a second! Whoa, 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 whoa! Did you live in a rich neighborhood? <laughs> Hell no! Because did you sell that many Pokemon cards to kids in one weekend so, okay, so, that you could have bought? So a so when I when we bought the, when we bought the sixty four, I think it was I think it was less than two hundred bucks. And I say I bought it myself. So what happened is me and my my brother raised the money with the Pokemon cards, and my my dad was like, "If you can get half, I'll pay the other half." Oh, so. okay. See, there's the other. Catch. So saying saying I bought it myself is a little bit of a, you know, but but it was so it was the first one that, like, I, that I worked for. You know what I mean? There wasn't like this Fight Club where no. the winner take all. No, okay. Not, all right. it was I wasn't quite that cool. It was oh, it was okay. just you know, but it was the first one that I I had to put work into. It wasn't okay. like a gift. Um, so what was your so what is your favorite console? So so ignoring all that stuff and and looking at something that that means something to me and is also significant and I think is just a good console, the GameCube. The GameCube gets my ranking for favorite console. Okay, all right, I, I gotta hear why. Why the GameCube? We'll get into that in a minute. But before I tell you why, I think you should tell me what your your favorite console is and give me give me some background on that. Okay, so my uh, my favorite console uh, plays kind of like you. It plays on the nostalgia, but then it also plays on what good games mm-hmm. were that came out on it. Okay. Um, and the lifespan of it. Okay. Uh, so I've been, I've done a lot of thinking on this too, not just a little bit, more along the lines of about thirty four years worth of thinking <laughs> on it. Um, and my favorite console of all time is the NES, Ooh. the Nintendo Entertainment Center. Okay. System. System. If it's, System. Your, if it's your favorite, you got to get right. I mean. I know. Seriously. <laughs> I, I always just call it the NES. That's the thing. It's, that's, yeah, it's, that's it's, it's fine. My, my favorite console is the Game Box. So, you know. <laughs> the Game Square. The, 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 the good old Game Square. The good old Game Square. Yeah. So. <laughs> all right. So now that you know mine, uh, so so let's spill. I guess let's get into it and let's let's talk yeah, about spill, why, Brandon, why 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 the game why the game is such yeah. a big deal to me. Okay, yeah. So I've, I've got three I've got three main points 
three of them. Just three? Just three. Three main points. And okay. we'll, we'll leave it at that. I mean, I could go on all day if I wanted to list every game or every whatever, but we'll stick with three points. We're gonna okay. we're keeping this, you know, in the, in the interest of time. So point number one, personality. So all these modern game consoles that come out, I, I think everything probably, I don't know, let's say let's say two thousand six ish onward. You know, everything since then has kind of just been like a kind of a box, like a plain black box. You know, it, everything everything's trying to look the same, and that kind of mm-hmm. bugs me. Um, I think I think there's kind of for a while there was this kind of and there still is this kind of view that like gaming isn't cool it's not cool to play video games or whatever you know and so I think things have just kind of been getting a little more boring in their designs you know <laughs> I mean it's still not cool I mean it's just the only the highest paid industry, <laughs> yeah it only makes billions you know, of dollars on the yeah. earth yeah but but if you look at consoles and I'm looking at my PS4 right now and I'm looking at my PS3 right now I'm looking at my Xbox 360 right now. They're all just kind of black boxes that are, you know, maybe shaped slightly different. They, you know, like the PS4 kind of has a slant to it. The PS3 is a little more, you know, rounded, I guess. But everything just kind of looks like hey, a everything kind of looks hey, like a VCR. First off, you know? first off, the PlayStation 4 is a very unique shape because if there's ever a terrorist attack or anything along those lines, I'm going to use mine as a wedge underneath my door <laughs> so they can't get in. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but everything just kind of looks like a like a just generic entertainment device. Nothing about it screams this is something you play games on. No. Now let's compare this with a GameCube. So the GameCube is a little purple lunchbox looking thing, right? You know, or gray, or gray, or black, or you know, if you're in Japan, it's orange or whatever. There's so many different, White, yeah. Red, there's all kinds of different blue. colors for it. There was, you know, there's all these varieties. It's, it looks, it kind of looks like a toy. You know what I mean? It kind of looks like it's something you play with. It's got this playful kind of charm to it. It's got style, right? I got you. And I feel like this is kind of the last console that had that. You know, I, so the GameCube came out in what, 2001, I believe? Something like that. You know, and then, you know, the Xbox was around the same time. The PS2 was right before it. And, and then after that, we had, like, like I said, the PS3 and the Xbox 360. And even the Wii uh, was, was kind of just a small, like, white, you know, plain device. So, you know, the GameCube is really, the, I think, the last console that, that did that. That really just okay. said, I'm a game console, and I'm going to be, you know, fun and, and Well, stylish. I'm going to go ahead and, and, and pause you for a second okay. and help defend your statement. Okay. Because there's been consoles before, and there's been consoles after mm-hmm. the GameCube that made a personal statement like for instance the uh n64 mm-hmm. um you could get it in what watermelon oh yeah there were all you kinds could of get it in jungle green yeah there was all different colors it's just the gamecube seemed like it was like it was it was cute it was personal it was portable it was you know mm-hmm. that's what you're getting at and even consoles after that yeah uh i think uh let's see like uh, PlayStation Three, mm-hmm. they had like, well, like special editions where you could get it in like a blue, or uh, even like with the Nintendo Switch. The thing about it is, though, mm-hmm. if you really want to get down and dirty about it, the PlayStation, the Xbox, even the Switch, everybody's gonna say, "Well, you can have different colors in those mm-hmm. too." No, you technically can't. <laughs> 
it's the controllers exactly. that you're changing the color of. You're not changing the color of the console. There's no personality. Mm-hmm. It's the controllers that have the personality, not the actual console itself. Yeah, absolutely. So that with that, mm-hmm. continue. <laughs> no, so I just I just think that was that was the last console that really had that. So okay. I, that that to me it, it represents something. It's kind of the end All of right. that era. So now, what's your second? Okay, uh, so my second point is I, I kind of wanted to just pick out one game that would represent this this period, right? Or what made the GameCube so so big or, or whatever and that's hard to it's do it's naruto ninja storm oh right? yeah totally so so that's hard to do because like so i love wind waker that's probably my, that's one of my favorite games of all time it was on the gamecube you know mario sunshine uh mario kart double dash it, the list goes on but i think mm-hmm. i think out of all the ones that i metroid prime god i love metroid prime anyway sorry i'm getting off topic uh if i had to pick just one though i think a good a good indicator of the whole the whole thing would be Smash Bros. Uh, Smash Bros. Melee. Okay. So Smash Bros. started on the 64, but it, w- it wasn't until the GameCube one that I think it really took off. And and the reason I'm, I'm bringing it up is, so we've had like five of those, and I think people still look at Melee as like the gold standard, you know, of being like the Smash game. It's, it's you know, 19 years after it's come out, or 18 years, whatever it is, uh, it's, it's still being played at tournaments. It's still the right. big go-to smash game uh, i think just now ultimate came out this you know a couple months ago and i think just now that's kind of taking over as like yeah we're gonna play this one instead because it's good I, I think so i think it says something about the gamecube gamecube's whole library is like it's it's very timeless just as, as a whole thing the games don't really age they they age a little bit more gracefully. yes yes that's that's a perfect way other, to, to describe it you know other games i mentioned wind waker and wind waker has this art style that's just even even today it's you know 15 plus years after it's come out it's still beautiful again i mean mario sunshine still looks good you know they have these it, it wasn't the start of like the 3d games so i think they can kind of they can kind of hone in on what a style was and really push that style you know bef- okay. before everything went like super realistic so hey you want to i'm gonna make everybody geek out right oh, now yeah? i've never played that smash brothers game what we'll have to change that sometime soon we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll make it we'll make it happen Okay. But but anyways, I just, I just feel like Melee kind of represents how timeless just that whole library is. Timeless right. games. That's my that's my second point. Timeless games. That's your number two. Yeah. So my final point on why GameCube is better than everything else. Um, and this one this one's kind of a reach. Maybe maybe it seems like a reach. I thought it was I thought it was important. But uh, the GameCube had something that not a lot of other consoles did. I think at the time. A handle. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Technically correct. Yes. But I'm talking about when I had a GameCube, or when I when I you know was playing my GameCube and stuff. One of the things I always had when I went on car trips and all that stuff was I had the GameCube with me because it had a screen that you could plug into it and fold over, and it had a power adapter to where you can plug it into the car, and you could play it almost like it was a portable game console. And and we look at that, and and I think you know what's what's something else that exists today that's both a console, a home console, and a portable device. PS Vita. Sure, Chris. Let's let's go with the Vita. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> okay, the Switch. The Switch. And the more I thought about it, the more I kind of I kind of realized, you know, think about just how how ahead of its time the GameCube was, you know, for doing this. I feel like I look at that and I feel like Nintendo's kind of been going for that for a long time. 
they've kind of been building to that switch for a long time. Uh, the GameCube came out and you could do that and they, they kind of already had this idea that they want you to be able to take your console games with you, which I think is mm-hmm. pretty crazy. And I think with the Wii, they kind of dropped that a little bit. You know, the Wii was all about bringing in these new new gamers and stuff. But, you know, and then, then the Wii U came out after that. And the Wii U kind of goes back to that same thing that the GameCube did. You know, the Wii U was all like, oh, yeah, you can, you know, play it on the on the controller without the without the TV and all that stuff. You know? So my only argument to that statement mm-hmm. of you basically saying that this is Nintendo's idea of making video games more portable mm-hmm. like like a console that was like you could carry with you yeah it's that mentality is the reason that all the games that i collect for the gamecube are scratched the hell in back <laughs> thanks brandon You're no, i'm just kidding <laughs> no so so i just i just think the gamecube is very forward thinking I, I think you know maybe it's maybe it's coincidence that that ended up that that was a thing and then ended up turning into you know uh, yeah, I, I get it. Stuff. But I, I, I just I, think I've cool. only recently had a GameCube, mm-hmm. and um, from a collector's standpoint, and I know for a fact that just playing uh, uh, Luigi's Mansion, mm-hmm. uh, God, my son loves that. Yeah, game. and he'll he'll spend hours upon hours, and he's beaten the game multiple mm-hmm. times, but he just loves that game. Yeah, and it's just um, there's other games just like it, but they've all up till recently they've only been on the GameCube. Yeah, and isn't it great that he can add a screen to it and have a portable, <laughs> portable GameCube experience? It's fantastic. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, I, I, so yeah, the kind of forward-thinking element of it, I think it's been influential in that respect. You know, maybe when okay. maybe when Nintendo was designing the Switch, they weren't immediately thinking the GameCube, but I don't know. I like to think that somehow that influenced that. So those are my those, that's my third point, and those are those okay. are all my points. So, so Brandon, so Chris is the GameCube. Yes. So Chris, um, your turn. Defend the nes there's no defending the nes was the greatest console ever created and here's <laughs> for a couple of reasons why to start off with it was my very first console so there is nostalgia mm-hmm. to that but uh, on top of that the nintendo entertainment center was the the, the little gray shoe box uh the little uh, i think in japan they called it a toaster because you know it's top loading yeah <laughs> um they but the thing about it is is it's the, for for one the games mm-hmm. uh i mean so many people hate the games i love the games that came out because they're they're the ones that i mean yes there was the atari before you know before the more before that but nintendo was the first one that made it to where every household knew what video games were mm-hmm. There now was a, an extensive library of video games, most of the which started a, a genre, you know, mm-hmm. or they they were started on the Nintendo. Like, so let's just go Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. Okay, where did it start? Yes, it started in arcade. But the, but the actual Super but Mario Brothers, actual like, Super one, Mario Brothers, like. yeah, right. It was started on the Nintendo. Legend yeah. of Zelda, Met- um, Metroid, Legend of Zelda. Metroid, or if you want to go even further, how about Final Fantasy? Final Fantasy, yeah, oh yeah, you know they all. I'm like, and that's not even one that's limited mm-hmm. to being on Nintendo. That thing yeah. is like everywhere mm-hmm. now. So, um, so you got the video games. Um, I love the fact that I can just plug in a game and play it and not have to have. 
a damn download <laughs> to play the video game. That's my number two. Can I, can I add when, that point to my GameCube thing from earlier? <laughs> sure, but still, Nintendo is... They're, like, the first, like, when there was cartridge games, it's back when it wasn't pay-to-play. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's back when, hey, you want to play the game? Okay, I can run, go buy the game, come home, plug it in, play it. Mm-hmm. Until I realize the game's terrible. <laughs> or or I realize, God, I've already beaten the game in 30 minutes, you know? So that's... And on top of that... See, I have a couple of things I'm going to go over okay. with this one. But uh, that's another one. It's kind of a minute, because I know, yeah, there's games now that don't have downloads mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But still... To me, being able to the nostalgia of just going and buying a game and playing it, yeah, uh, that's that's huge to me. That makes sense. Um, another point is, is something that actually is happening now, which is because time has passed and uh, Nintendo has kind of like not lost their rights to mm-hmm. do it, but it's now been easier for people because they don't really care. Yeah, it's a console that was made like thirty five years ago, mm-hmm. so what they're now doing is is people are making their own Nintendo games. Mm -hmm. So there's a whole subcategory of people making brand new Nintendo games. That's cool. And the fact that people love a console so much that they're, they're ready to revisit it Mm -hmm. for a whole nother generation of people. Yeah. That to me is fantastic. It is. It is. And, and that actually brings up a cool thing too. Cause I remember we talked about this before, but like, if you if you go to the uh, is it NES Maker is that what it's called yeah yeah, yeah. that little thing it was it was a Kickstarter project but you can literally get that and make your own NES games and that's just, exactly that's super cool and then my my final point was the fact that the Nintendo had so many video games mm-hmm. there were so many of them yeah. all complete games now I didn't say they were all good games. <laughs> But they had all complete games, mm-hmm. including ones that were not licensed by Nintendo. Okay. And in the time where, yes, Nintendo probably sued the crap out of them, but there's their games still got out on the market. Mm-hmm. They're still out there for you to find. Unlike today, where if somebody was to say, I'm going to release a video game and it's going to be on the PlayStation, what's going to happen? Yeah, you have to Sony's going to turn around yeah. and sue the shit out mm-hmm. of them, you know? Or Nintendo would do that. Yeah. Or Microsoft would do that. And don't get me wrong, their game might eventually get on their console. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, but chances are they'd sue them into like, not existing yeah. anymore. But back in the day, companies would create games and it was like a little bit harder for the Nintendo to sue. Mm-hmm. So you got like games like Bubble Bath Babes, which is a <laughs> porn esque version game it's not really i mean it's 8-bit i don't know how (laughs) stuff you can show into it um but then you had a company like tenzin Mm -hmm. who would do like sports games Mm -hmm. and you know and then like let's what i'm trying to think of uh bible adventures yeah uh you know i didn't say they were good games and it's it's weird that bible adventures would be like an unlicensed thing I know for real. It's like, well, it's owned by the you know yeah. the Catholic Church. Um, so, <laughs> but no, I could go on and on and on about why I love the Nintendo Entertainment Center uh, system. It, it's just it's 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 nostalgia yeah. to me. Um, it's waking up like Christmas morning and having it there, and now I can play it. Mm-hmm. Or it was a time when people could, if I wanted to play 
uh, with somebody mm-hmm. on a game, I they literally had to be sitting next yeah. to me. So I got to see their enjoyment mm-hmm. of playing the game while I'm sitting there playing the game yeah, and enjoying it. Not where you're playing a game on the computer with someone in Japan, which is cool. I mm-hmm. love that. But I don't get to see their excitement. I don't get to see how that game makes them feel. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I really wish that there was a lot more of. And I think I feel like a lot of games are trying to go back to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's just my nostalgia okay. thing. Uh, I could probably, like I said, I could go on for hours mm-hmm. about the Nintendo. Um, but I'm not because <laughs> this is only like a 30 minute podcast. And we have we have so, a couple so. other things to still talk about, right? Correct. Correct. Um, and what are those couple of things, Brandon? Uh, well, I believe the other part of this was we had to decide what our least favorite console is. Exactly. And then, and then discuss why. So, Brandon, I need to know what's your least favorite console. Chris, you're going to so hate me for this. I chose the NES. Blasphemy, get out. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I have... I have... <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> I, I, have, I have some reasons for this, and and maybe maybe on some level you'll agree with it. Can I argue these reasons? Uh, no. You just have to sit there and take oh. it. That's that's how this works. Okay. Okay. So okay. so here's here's the thing. So the big one is that you know, and and this isn't like all all of the stuff you said is perfectly valid and does not. These two things still work. To, like these things all work together. You know, it doesn't it doesn't mean that you're wrong on this stuff because all all the stuff you said is is correct. Okay. But I I feel like the NES today nothing nothing on that can- console really stands up to the test of time. Like all that stuff is super, you know, influential. Uh, all that stuff matters, you know. With without the NES, there would be no modern gaming. The video game crash of '83 and all that stuff that would have never. There would be no video yeah, games. Period. This, yeah, this would not be a thing. You know, we yeah we'd be in a completely different place. But but all that being said. I feel like if you actually try to play those games, they just they just don't hold up anymore. Um, maybe like Super Mario Brothers, you know, one and Super Mario Brothers three still hold up pretty well, but I don't think there's anything else on that console that really still holds up. You know, the- well, you make some valid points, <laughs> but they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not finished. Hold on. So <sighs> so visually, I don't I don't think most of them look good. I love pixel art. I do. But I feel like it was like the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis that really nailed that stuff. You know, the NES just doesn't look as good. You know, mm. the controls are clunky on a lot of games. I mean, think about the last. I'm gonna stand up for the think, NES. Hold on, hold on. You, think about think about the last time you tried to play like Mega Man when you tried to play Mega Man on stream and how much of a pain yeah, in the was ass that hard. was. Yeah. You know, so so I, I you know I get how like influential these are and, and why they were necessary, but. I just feel like they don't hold up. And I think that's, I, I think the, the love of the NES is mostly exactly what you said it was. It's nostalgia. Okay. So can I try to defend one part? Sure. Okay. So I agree that some of the games, you and you go back and you try to play them, mm-hmm. they don't stand up. But there's a couple of reasons why I think that is. Mm-hmm. One, I think the game industry has basically set it to the players mm-hmm to just make games in a way uh easier Mm -hmm. and and don't don't you can argue with me about this but you said the controller's clunky Mm -hmm. yes now over the years controllers have gotten more like Mm -hmm. like 
perfected. Yeah. You know? So now, if you were to take a perfected controller and put it to the Nintendo, mm-hmm. I feel like the games would seem... They would almost feel like they were easier. Okay. But because you're playing with the, you know, the nostalgic little yeah. rectangle, um, the controller wasn't perfected, yeah. which kind of plays on that because it makes the game even feel harder. Mm-hmm. You know, but, but see, and it, they may not have changed the game, but I yeah. feel like the controllers have definitely gotten better. Mm-hmm. So, so over time. that kind of brings up another thing, though, is because, like, you know, talking about them being like difficult, but I, I feel like a lot of that difficulty was still because they were trying to figure out how a home video game actually works. You know, they were kind of still Agreed. doing the arcade thing where they're like, arcade games were difficult because they were trying to get you to spend as many quarters as you as you could. You know, right? So I, I, I guess my my whole thing with this is that the NES was like. Again, nothing, nothing else exists without the NES. But the thing is that, like, everything that came after that took that and ran with it and made it so much better that, to me, I, I would think, why, why, why would I play any of these games on the NES when it's just they're so much better on every other console? And now they're even re-releasing mm-hmm. those games on, like, virtual mm-hmm. consoles and stuff like that. I, I enjoy, because there are games on the virtual consoles, that I just can't get my hands on yeah, in real life. exactly. Because they're just too damn expensive, So, you know? so I, I don't hate the NES. I just, I just, for me, when I think about playing a game, I'm like, there are very few times where I'll, I'll think, yeah, I want to play that NES game. It's always a Super Nintendo game, or a Sega Genesis game, or whatever. So, mm-hmm. that's my, that's my spiel. What's, what is okay. your least favorite game console and why? Okay, so here's my least favorite console. Okay, first off, I don't like the Super Nintendo. I don't like the GameCube. I, you know, uh, <laughs> You're just so, sitting all over me, aren't you? No, no, <laughs> no, I don't like those, but they're not my least favorite. My least favorite console. So hold on, hold on. Before you, so would you at least would you argue that at the very least a good chunk of why you don't like the Super Nintendo and the GameCube is because you just have no real nostalgia for them? Um, yes and no. Maybe it's because I haven't played enough games on both. All right, that's fair. Um, anyway, so sorry, I, I, just, I interrupted. You. I just don't really care for them mm-hmm. because the games that I have played, yeah. I'm just kind of meh. You okay. know, okay. they just seem to me like be Nintendo games with a little bit better graphics. So that, that just that's means it. that I need to make you play some of those, and then we'll probably. So anyway, so go on. My least favorite console of all time it's probably not going to surprise anybody because it's the actual i think it's the the worst one of the worst selling consoles uh which is the sega dreamcast wow i don't like the sega Dreamcast. well that's i own one and brandon is gonna be hurt because he was the one that bought <laughs> I was it for about to me. say that that's a, that's a real bummer because i bought that thing for him um and, and it kind of falls under the same category mm-hmm. of, like, why I just said I don't really care for the Super Nintendo mm-hmm. and why I don't care for the GameCube. And it's because the games for it, the, the good ones are too far between each other. Because there's, like, there's like there might be one good game mm-hmm. to 50 really terrible games. Yeah, and that's, that's and totally fair. In Sega's defense... Mm-hmm. I think they killed themselves oh, absolutely. with the Sega Dreamcast because at the same time they had like almost just released the Sega CD. Mm-hmm. Sega CD was actually really freaking cool. Se- Sega did that thing where they were just like releasing new consoles like every year or two 
and they yeah, were throwing them out there because and they were, was, you know right and they were trying to keep up with yeah, the, like with everybody the, like mm-hmm. with everybody else and uh <laughs> the like the Sega Sega CD and then the Sega Dreamcast yeah. they actually released the Sega Dreamcast or excuse me Sega CD and like 6 months later mm-hmm. they released the Sega Dreamcast yeah and if they had not been fighting with themselves and ported over games that were Sega CD mm-hmm. to Sega Dreamcast. Um, like I can just think of one off the top of my head, which is Sewer Shark, yeah. which is by the way, really cool game. If you've never played it, you should find yourself a copy of it. It's on Sega CD. Mm-hmm. Uh, sh- shameless plug. <laughs> um, but the Sega Dreamcast, like I have it. Yeah. And I, I, I played some games on it and I just don't, care for them. I've even gone online looking for other games mm-hmm. to play on it. And I'm like, oh, I can play that. Oh, wait. I can play that on PlayStation. So so it's funny that you bring up the Dreamcast, too, because like so I love the Dreamcast, and I love my Dreamcast, but at the same time, I think it, I think I have the same issue with it that I have with the NES, which is that it, it did a lot of cool things, but then like right afterwards, everything else did it better. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's kind of like the clunky one. It's kind of the one that the PS2 came out like I don't know was it like the next year after that, and just right. blew it away. And then you have the GameCube and you have the original Xbox, which you know the Dreamcast was the first console to do any kind of online gaming. But then right, the Xbox right. came along a couple of years later and just blew it out of the water with Xbox which Live we, and all that stuff. Brandon and I found out the hard way that some of the games yeah, that were mm-hmm. uh, meant for you know the Sega Dreamcast that were labeled as online. Turned out to be online, but yeah, online, online only. Uh, like, and yeah, and that was that was garbage. kind of a disappointment, you know, because of um, course those servers yeah. aren't a thing anymore. So right, you know, and I mean, so there was a couple of cool Sonic games that came out mm-hmm. on it, but then, but then, you know, they ported those to GameCube. Right, so that's and that's and like I said, Sega that kind of goes along from with, the console to mm-hmm. the video game. And, they were like, oh, we're just gonna make, video and that kind of goes along with easier. you know other consoles came and did their thing better. So, right. So I just mm-hmm. I think the Sega Dreamcast is they tried. Yeah. They did some cool things. I wish there was a few things that other consoles would do. Mm-hmm. Um for instance, uh the one thing the, this is the one thing I did like about the Dreamcast. Okay. And this is gonna be my final point, mm-hmm. but the controller. Yeah. So they got this big bulky ass controller. Mm-hmm. Okay, which I did not like. Yeah. But what I did like was their memory pack oh, yeah? card thing. <laughs> because the they one? made ones that certain games, mm-hmm. when you save data onto them, they created little mini games. Tur- you you could, could take the pack out mm-hmm. and carry it with you and play these you games, like your, having a Digimon. Turn your memory card into a little Tamagotchi type thing. Exactly. Yeah, and to me, that was just... That's, I mean, yes, nostalgia, mm-hmm. but I didn't have it when I was a kid. Yeah. But as an adult, I see it again. It's, it's a cool I'm like, feature. holy shit, yeah. this is cool. It's a cool feature like, that nobody else ever did. Right. I'm like, how come no one else did something like this? Like, you know, make it worth your while mm-hmm. to do something yeah. outside of a video game for the video yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Pokemon's tried it, Pokewalker. I, so I feel forth. like, you know, so it's actually funny that you said that. I feel like some other, other companies have tried it with, like, mobile mobile stuff. Where some games have mobile game tie-in things, unlock stuff yeah. through the mobile game. Like I think one of the I think Uncharted did that. I think they had like a tie-in mobile game you could mm-hmm. like do stuff on and and get like you know a special weapon or one something. I'm, right there was another one I'm trying to think mm-hmm. of right now. Uh, oh uh, well, Pokemon Go. Yeah, they had, exactly. Pokemon know, Go kind of does that. Or too. it ties into like let's go Pikachu, yeah, let's go exactly. Eevee. 
and it took forever for people to figure it out. <laughs> um, but I just think like some sort of like yeah. that little device. Mm-hmm. I wish somebody would have taken it and ran with yeah, it. Yeah, that would have been Because cool. I think there was so much there, mm-hmm. so much potential, um, but they never did. Yeah. So the one good thing they could have had, they didn't. Squandered. So, Squandered that potential. Yeah. So anyways, Brandon, final thoughts on favorite video games or least favorite video games? Uh, are we still talking console or just game period? Because that's a whole uh, other debate. I think Well, video game consoles, okay. yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, GameCube favorite, definitely. Uh, so NES... NES and Dreamcast, I would, I would totally, you know, I kind of say for the same reason. But another one I'd probably lump in there is the N64. Uh, I, I personally, like, have a lot of nostalgia for the N64. We talked about this for a couple minutes at the beginning, you know, about why I love the N64. But I feel yeah. like I feel like it kind of fits in that same category where it, you know, it was the it, it tried the new things, and it's cool that it inspired that. It was okay, but it wasn't great. But it, it like, like, you know, Ocarina of Time and Mario 64... You know, but they don't. They don't Shadows hold. Shadows of the Empire. But they don't hold up. Star Wars. You know? They don't. They don't uh, really hold yeah, up. Test no, of time. No, they they hold up yeah. after somebody gets a hold of the games mm-hmm. and cleans them up. Yeah. and then like ports them to like three D. Exactly. So. <laughs> so. But so so yeah, I feel like you know that those kind of all stay together as being game. You know, consoles that it's important that they were a thing, but there's really not a whole lot of reason to go back and play them. I got you. I got you. So my final Mm -hmm. thoughts on this is to everybody that's listening. I'm so sorry if we shit on your childhood. (laughs) Um, If, if these were your favorite consoles, uh, I'd like to hear about them. Why? Uh, I mean, you can email us, Uh, uh, tweet us, tweet us, discord, tweet us. Yeah. Facebook. We're Um, on everything. MySpace. Yeah. We're on everything. We're not on MySpace. (laughs) You can, you can talk to us, man. We love to talk about video games. If you want to, if you want to school us, I'm okay with that too. But you know, I, I just want to apologize because I know everybody has their beloved console, mm-hmm. and you know, Brandon and I. You obviously saw the, yeah. how I love the Nintendo, mm-hmm. and he doesn't. I, I don't think we. Um, I don't think we really like said anything. Any console is specifically bad. I think we just no. you know have our our personal opinions on them. No, so. you're you're absolutely right. Xbox One. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, yeah, I just think that. The consoles that we've chosen tonight to talk about mm-hmm. are some of our favorites and some of our least favorites. That's all it comes down to. Yeah. We all have our reasons for ones that we don't like and ones that we do like. And, you know, that's about all you can say about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, people can say that some of them sold better than others. That doesn't really mean anything. If you really loved a console and you love the games that were on mm-hmm. it, you know what? It could cost a hundred dollars and be the worst console in the entire world, but if it means something to you, then you know what? That's all that matters. Aw, that's a beautiful sentiment. I can't possibly follow that up, so I think we'll just uh, just go ahead and call it. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, if you've liked what you've heard, please feel free to subscribe, uh, like this, you know, podcast. Uh, follow us on Twitter. We're uh, at ac underscore game studios. You can also follow us on YouTube, YouTube. at aggressive combustion. New videos and every week. So, with that being said, everybody, we would all like y'all to have a very good night. Good night.